A lot of us have been conditioned to be really uncomfortable with our own anger, where we kind of experience a situation where we're really upset about something that somebody did or something that happened, and we feel that big surge of emotion that comes up, that big wave of anger and frustration. But then somewhere soon after, that feeling subsides into guilt, into self-attack, into trying to talk ourselves out of feeling angry in the first place. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this is stuff from my past that's coming up and making me feel this way. Maybe there's just something wrong with me. And we spiral into this place of trying to detach from and disown our own experience and our own emotions. And what I want to offer you is this idea that anger is very often trying to tell you something important. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into what your anger might actually be trying to do for you and some ways that you can start to listen to it. You are listening to the Bold as Love podcast. I'm your host, April Star Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator. And this podcast is a place where we talk about how we show up in our lives, our conversations, and our relationships, where we're trying to be known, (laughs) we're trying to be understood, we're trying to be good to the other person, but also start being a little better to our own selves and that own process as well. This is a place where we get into the heart of the stuff that really matters, Because our relationships are the homes that we live in, right? Whether we're talking about our relationship with our friends, our family, our partners, this is the stuff that matters most. And this is where, you know, all the things that we do need to heal and work through absolutely rear their head the loudest. So let's get into it. Here's this phenomenon that I have seen over and over again, and that I've definitely been guilty of, of my own self is trying to detach from the anger before I've done the due diligence of really exploring how is this anger trying to serve me in this moment? Many of us really were discouraged from feeling anger, from expressing anger, right? I am picturing, you know, all kinds of schoolyard situations where anger is like actively pushed against. We're not supposed to express upset. We're not supposed to make other people uncomfortable with our upset. And we end up being with this one woman in one of the uh, Bold of Love collective groups that we ran last year talked about, which we end up being the okay maker. I just need to smooth this over. I just need to stuff down what I'm feeling. I just need to make sure that, you know, we're back to this place of peace and harmony. And that's a really good goal in many ways, but we're often skipping this really critical step of why am I actually so angry in the first place? What just happened here really? And we skip over that by rushing to get out of this feeling, to get out of this conflict, 
Many of us really dislike conflict, myself included. It's literally built into my Myers-Briggs personality profile. I'm someone that does not like conflict. So I've actually had to work really hard to override some of my own nervous system responses when I'm risking having a hard conversation or risking letting my experience be seen and known. And a lot of us really, really worry about somehow the problem is us. So we get into this relationship where instead of getting curious about what our anger is trying to tell us, we focus instead. It's like this bouncing ball. Initially, here's all the reasons of why that person is so out of line. Here's all the reasons why my anger is so justified and valid. And then somewhere the pendulum swings And now we're over into this place of here's all the things that are possibly wrong with me that are making me overreact, that are making me react from my past. And now I'm taking it on this poor person in front of me that are making me be not okay in this situation. And while it's true that our past can, you know, definitely come into the room with us and we need to be mindful of that, we can't use our past as a tool to put a veil over what might be happening in the present tense that actually needs your attention. So here's the three really important functions of anger. Here's what your anger is actually trying to do for you. So as you think about a situation that's come up, maybe that's recently in the past, maybe it's something that you're sitting in right now where there's some anger and some frustration building, I'm going to get you to just kind of hold that situation in your mind as you're listening to this and see what hits home for you. Feel free to set aside the parts that don't, but just kind of see how this fits for where you're at. So the really important first function of anger is it is information. Anger is like the security alarm of your house. It's alerting you to the idea that a boundary is being crossed. It is alerting you to the fact that something has just happened that actually doesn't feel okay for you. Something has happened here that needs your attention. And this is really important that we don't try to override that feeling of anger before we've explored it. Because otherwise we end up being in relationships and situations and oh my goodness, I have definitely been there where it's like we just get really good at justifying and making excuses for whatever the other person is doing so that we don't have to change anything, right? So I can keep going to work for this bad boss, so I can keep staying in this relationship, so I can keep ignoring, you know, some things that actually might need my attention, Your anger is trying to bring your attention to some things that need to be noticed. Anger is information. My boundary is being crossed. And of course we can kind of reevaluate, okay, is this a boundary that, you know, is old stuff and it's an old trigger for me? Or is this something that, you know, is still important to me, present tense? What has just happened here? You're allowed to have needs. You're allowed to have preferences. You're allowed to notice how you're impacted. I have spent so many years of my life trying to talk myself out of 
having needs because they often felt inconvenient for my relationships and trying to talk myself out of being impacted by things I was impacted by. Because in many ways that was easier than kind of having to lean into that discomfort of what's actually happening here and what needs to be done to fix it. The second thing that anger is trying to offer you is protection. (laughs) And this is where we can get a little bit stuck in this place if we're not kind of working through it and being mindful. Anger gives us this charge of, you know, the surge of kind of energy that's going through our system. And, and sometimes the function of that acts like a bit of a shield. If I can keep my guard up in this relationship, even with that, with my partner and somebody that I love, right. And that I'm actually wanting to be close to, but if I'm keeping this guard up either consciously or unconsciously by hanging on to old anger, it's like, I'm saying they can't trick me. I'm not going to be duped by letting my guard down. And so sometimes old anger, you know, really is just trying to keep you safe and protected in a current situation. And this is where we have to kind of look at, you know, is that serving me in this moment? And sometimes there's this idea of like, yeah, a bit of that anger needs to still be here, but maybe I can just transmute that anger into knowledge, right? If I'm getting in the information, if I'm treating anger like information, I can take the information that's there and I don't necessarily have to still hang on to that hot, uncomfortable emotion. So if there's been kind of some yellow flags in a situation or in a relationship, I'm allowing myself to acknowledge and see the yellow flag and I don't need my anger to be able to see it, right? It's kind of like this idea that like trust is earned. So I don't have to have my guard way, way, way up, right? And have this huge wall up to my partner. I can do both things, right? I can make sure that I'm making decisions that protect my own well-being, my own future, my own self. And I don't necessarily need my anger to help me do that. The other function that anger serves is that it is fuel. That surge of energy coursing through your body is there for a really physiological important reason. And the reason is that it's giving you that charge so that you can either run away or fight the danger. Now, this doesn't really work with most of the situations that we're encountering where it's a relational threat. It's an emotional threat. It's a problem that I need to solve, right? It's a situation that I need to work through. It's not actually a physical threat that I need to run away from. And obviously, if that's happening for you, then you need to get yourself into a safe situation. But when we look at it this way, the anger is giving you fuel to be able to act, to empower you into action to empower you to do something about it. 
And then this is where, you know, anger gets a bit of a bad rap and we become a bit nervous of it because we've all kind of had those situations where we've sent the text too fast. We've said something too sharply and then we've regretted it, right? We've acted a little too hastily, but this is where if we're doing kind of due diligence to the process of anger, acknowledging that the motion is there, but not letting it drive the car, right? Not letting it really be the decision maker of what's happening. We need to recognize that the role of anger is just information, information and fuel. So what do I want to do with this information? And often we kind of get into this idea you know, especially if conflict and hard conversations have not come easy to us. What I know from, you know, my own life and also talking to my clients, it's often because we have this, you know, idea that conflict means aggressiveness, that conflict means really posturing myself up and kind of really letting somebody have it or really calling somebody out and, and going head to head with somebody. We've equated hard conversations with battle. And I think that we don't always need to have our anger be this massive billboard, right? This massive kind of thing in the room with us, this megaphone, you know? I think that sometimes we're allowed to just set the boundary that needs set quietly, right? I don't need to shout at somebody or get into this big, messy conversation to explain to them that I'm actually going to be stepping back from this relationship. I'm allowed to kind of just start stepping back, right? And in that situation, you know, I I talk about the idea of, you know, we give people kind of the keys. If you want a place at my table, here's the price of admission for that. Here's what I would need, right, to make that feel okay. Here's the behavior or change that I would need to see happen to kind of be welcomed back into my world. But notice that we can self-protect without a big fight. It's often less about you and the other person and more about what are you willing to do to take care of yourself. Boundaries are not about trying to get the other person to change who they are. Boundaries are like, here's what I'm going to do if this person does X. Here's what I'm going to do to make sure that I'm good if I'm in a situation that doesn't feel okay. So as you just start to check in, what's the boundary that your anger is trying to highlight for you? What is the situation that is being having a light shined on it right now that needs your attention? How is your anger trying to protect you? And is there an action that you need to take? Doesn't need to be a great big puffed up coming out swinging action, but is there an action that you need to take to honor and respect your own needs? without trying to convince anybody else that your needs are valid and just. Notice what your anger is saying. Your anger is your friend. (laughs) Your anger is just information. And yes, sometimes there's old triggers where it's like we get two layers of the anger. There's something happening present that I'm not quite okay with. 
And yes, it's reminding me of the past. So I'm now like super charged in my reaction, right? But when we allow ourselves to have the anger be there and start to sort out, what is my anger trying to tell me? And what do I need to do to take care of myself with this situation? So if you found this episode helpful, the best way to support a podcaster is to share this with somebody else who would also benefit from being a part of these conversations. And if you have a topic that you would love to hear about on this podcast, DM me on Instagram and let me know. I'm at with love April. And I thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week.